Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Basketball. The alley He slams it home. This is the Healthcare Management Group Coach Mick Cronin Show. Live from the original Montgomery Inn. I like what I'm seeing now. The Mick Cronin Show is brought to you in part by Auction Gas. Their only business is serving your propane gas needs. Skyline Chili. Feeling good? It's Skyline time. Your local Toyota dealers. Visit buyatoyota.com for over 30 Toyota offers. Toyota. Let's go places. And by the Healthcare Management Group. Greater care for greater Cincinnati. This is UC Basketball from IMG College. It's another one. Unbelievable. Now, the Coach Cronin Show on News Radio 700 WLW, the home of the UC Bearcats. It is showtime. A very pleasant good evening, everybody. Greetings from the original Montgomery Inn, home of the world's greatest ribs. Welcome to the Mick Cronin Radio Show, brought to you by the Healthcare Management Group, providing greater care for greater Cincinnati. I'm Dan Hort, alongside the Hall of Famer, former UC assistant coach Chuck Mayshock. Let's hear it for Chuck. Hall of Famer. Thank you. <laughs> Still waiting for that, that Hall of Famer has to buy when he gets inducted dinner. You keep waiting, my friend. <laughs> And the star of the show, the head coach of the 27-4 UC Bearcats, Mick Cronin. What's up, Dan? 27-4 at the end of the regular season. That is impressive. Thank you. Proud of the guys. Really happy for uh, the whole program. There's a lot that goes into uh, our operation. Wait, wait, you know, obviously uh, the people know – who I am and the players, but people don't know who Rob Williams, our trainer, is, or Mike Rayfeld, our strength coach, or all the other guys on our staff besides our assistant coaches. You know, our diehard fans would know Darren and Larry and Antoine, but guys like uh, Mark Berger, uh, T.J. Wolf, and Greg Youngkowski, and you know, guys like Jaquan Parker, and and now Demar Johnson helping us. There's so many, and all of our managers. Uh, the those, true ones. Oh heroes. man, yeah, we get we get some we get some excellent managers. They, and they, they you know, how much they, they you don't you don't realize it in, until you like if you're watching the film, say you're studying, uh, which is what I was doing last night and this morning, just trying to look at things I think we need to improve on for the tournament. And you you notice certain things, or you see a manager, how hard he's cheering on the end of your bench. Uh, he's cheering harder than the players. Uh, you know, and those guys, there's a few of them get some scholarship money, but most of them get very little. Uh, so there's just a lot that goes into it. Obviously, you know, Winona Shaw Gun in our office, and just you know, there's a lot that of our support staff at UC. So uh, you know, it's it, it's uh, it's definitely a feeling, a sense of accomplishment. But I just want to make sure everybody there's everybody knows there's just there's a lot more to it than just my name and the players. What do you think? <laughs> You're asking me? <laughs> I was listening to Coach, yeah. and I agree with him, and I wanted sure. to see if you did. 
Well, I absolutely agree with that because we're fortunate to yeah. see the work of a lot of the people that Coach Conan just described. And I certainly know from your coaching days that you formed strong friendships with managers that you had over the years. Yeah. We've seen these guys on the road over the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll come up to you and say, Coach, I was your manager in you know 1988 or whatever. And right. I know the close bond that uh, coaches make with everybody on the staff. I've got a question for him. How is selection made? Is that a... To my managers? Yes. Uh, well, I think uh, that goes through. I, I didn't mention Andy Friggy, who's our equipment manager, uh, which that would all go through him because he has to check academics, uh, making sure all those guys. Uh, he does a great job with all, you know all of our all of our equipment stuff, and he has to be kind of in charge of the managers. But he is as well as Mark and TJ in my office. They deal with all that. Uh, you know, it's great when you can get guys. You wouldn't know it because of the size of some of these guys, but some of them are pretty good. You, you watch them, they play three-on-three three and two-on-two two and stuff after practice. Uh, some of them are pretty good players. Right. They just had the same disease I had, case of the shorts. <laughs> okay, I'm going to step up one. How do you select those that come out for your team? Oh, the walk-on stuff. In addition some of it, to what yeah, we so, Well, we have walk-on tryouts every year, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, we're a state school. So, uh, you know, I believe in that. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of preferred walk-on stuff that we're, like, we're searching right now for next year. Uh, that uh, if you can get a, a guy that obviously might be coming on, whether it's an academic scholarship or he's local or something, to where you can add a, a quality player. Uh, but uh, it's just word of mouth. Right. You know, a lot, a lot of that's, you know, like Jackson Bart's father is a good friend of mine for 20 years, a high school coach from Oklahoma, Tim Bart, just a great guy. Uh, Jackson wants to be a coach. That's why he's here. Uh, you know, Zach Tobler, uh, we were looking for a soldier that would uh, be there every day, be thankful to be around us, and was a Bearcat fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't know, get lucky enough to find him in northern Kentucky of all places. Okay. But that, that expanded our fan base. Cause it, it uh, sure did. Now, Tobe's a little upset that he didn't start at UConn. <laughs> he well, said, you know, Coach, I, he, he goes, I start, I get a bucket, I can't get any more clock. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know from everybody in here how much they enjoyed seeing Zach Tobler begin that game with a play called for him. Wasn't that something? Well, it's, uh, it's, uh, I told Dan this on the pregame show the other day. It says a lot about Troy Copain that Kevin, Kevin made sure he got the ball back to Troy. Like those, those two guys, they were determined to get Zach that ball. Mm-hmm. They were they were determined to get. You watch the film and Darren Savino was like he said you know the guy guarding Zach was like is this guy really trying to post me up? <laughs> and then and then as we passed and as he kept doing it it was like well I better I, I better try to get around him I guess and he just took the bait and as soon as he did it Zach just did the old Tobler bump got it he does it in practice of those guys and uh, and set him right up for a layup it was classic you can only imagine what the poor guy guarding him was thinking I just gave up a basket to the to the guy. Uh, to the 6-2 post player. I like the take me out of the game phase of that operation. Like, get, get a foul. That immediate foul that yeah. Tobler gave that. Which person. is why I told him it's just one more stat, you know, that no, you know, supreme. But like my dad said, you know, Zach's an answer to a trivia question now. That's right. In the last game ever in the shoe, uh, Zach right. scored the first basket and the last. That's right. Made a free throw for the final point and the first basket. So in the original. Fifth third arena, he scored the first basket and the last free throw. Yeah. Impressive. I love I love how you got that sponsor thing in there. I figured for nostalgia <laughs> re- I, I'm I, it was the nostalgia reasons I call it the shoe. You had to get the fifth third in there. You're so politically correct. 
Got to do what you got to do, I my know. man. Hey, you got to pay the bills, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely, he does. <laughs> All right, we have an outstanding crowd here tonight at the original Montgomery Inn. We're celebrating a birthday. We'll talk about that when we come back. And in about 15 minutes or so, we will get to questions from the audience. This is the Mick Cronin Radio Show. We are live at the original Montgomery Inn, home of the world's greatest ribs on News Radio 700 WLW. We are back at the original Montgomery Inn, home of the world's greatest ribs, and the Mick Cronin Radio Show brought to you by the Healthcare Management Group, providing greater care for greater Cincinnati. A couple of birthdays to acknowledge tonight. We want to wish a happy 11th to Carson Pez. Happy birthday, Carson. And happy birthday to our friend Michael Weissman. I will not give the number. Happy birthday, Michael. And Karen Weissman, thank you for the cake. It is spectacular. So much appreciated. I also want to thank my friend Fred Weber over here to the left, the world's foremost authority in Oscar Robertson. In recent weeks, You're Fred, too young for that, Fred. He you're looks too it, young. doesn't he? You're much too young to be an authority on that. In recent weeks, he has shared with me old radio broadcasts oh. from Oscar's day, which is a radio aficionado, has been great for me. I listened to the game where Oscar scored 62 points against North Texas State. The ads were as entertaining as the game. But also tonight, he brought me his collection of old Oscar Robertson scrapbooks. Wow. And I am going to dive into these things over the next couple of days like you couldn't believe. So, Fred, thank you very That's much. Pretty I really cool. appreciate it. I very listen. cool. I want to listen to uh, it's good stuff. You, you those, have those, it with you? Uh, in my car, yeah. Yeah. I'll give you one of those CDs. It's great. You got the equipment to run it? In my car. I still have a CD player in my car. Oh, you know, the radio technology. In there? Well, I've got a radio, too, but Chuck I have a CD player as well. Chuck doesn't know what a CD player is. <laughs> that has become oh, readily wait. apparent. You better be careful. It might break. Similar to an 8-track, Chuck. Oh, I understand that. <laughs> uh, uh, we've got a, a great crowd here tonight. We're going to get to your questions in just a moment. But first, a question via social media earlier today that I promised Emily I would ask you. Absolutely. All You're right. hip now. Social media. Here it comes. <laughs> Emily is wondering about your methodology for calling timeouts. She says she sees some coaches call a timeout at the first sign of a downturn. You don't necessarily do that. Can you explain your methodology? Depends how bad the downturn is. <laughs> I would, in all serious, first of all, do you remember who was the best timeout caller? The, who called the fastest timeout? Do you guys remember that one? No. I don't know. Mike, Mike Dean at Marquette. Does anybody remember that? Oh, it's like one basket against them. He's Co- calling the timeout. Coach Huggins and I, I used to run into his office say, for, with the film from back then. It was a VHS tape. I'd put in. I said, you got to see Mike Dean last night. He would call a timeout on the other team's first basket. And the way he would do it, the way he'd reach up and do the 30-second tap, and, and, and he just lost it. Like the world ended. It was two to nothing. But <laughs> and he did it all the time. We used to get the biggest kick out of that. And of course, then I think Coach Huggs would call Mike Dean and then make it even worse. But, uh, Emily, that really answer your question. So it used to be five timeouts. And then as uh, we went to shorten the game uh, and we cut the timeouts down to four, uh, to get to games within the two-hour TV window because it's a business. Um, the So now you have to be more judicious. You know, five, you, you you know, you could play around. You could get upset like Mike Dean used to really early in the game. Uh, and Pete Gillen was famous for the early one. But uh, now you got to be careful because 
uh, you only get three in the second half. So one's a use it or lose it in the first half. So you're only going to have three for the second half. Where you know the game's probably going to be decided. You, you, you know, there's all kind of things that can happen down the stretch of a game. Uh, so I, I think if you can train your team to play through some tough times and and save them for when the game is on the line, it can be greatly beneficial to you to have them. Uh, but you know, everybody looks at it a little bit different. I, I'd rather have them at the end of the game. Uh, but if the game's getting totally away from you, the end of the game's not going to matter. Right. You know, so you, like I back to the original, uh, it depends how bad the downturn is. Didn't Mike end up going south for a job when he left Marquette? My first game ever as a head coach was against Mike Dean. Which was where? Wagner. Wagner. He but he did east. go to Lamar. Then That's he went where to Wagner. Was. Yeah, okay. Then he went to Wagner. But uh, so anyway, you, you know, you got to. You don't want to be – if you can help it, boy, you, you don't want to be stuck at the end of a game where you really need one and don't have one. And I'll add this to you, to, to this, Dan. I think – and I try to get my players we uh, away from diving on balls and calling timeout. Like, we don't talk – we never talk about that. We don't practice it. Uh, I don't want guys diving on loose balls in the first half burning all my timeouts. Is that, to me, it's just it's not worth it towards the end of the game. You can still dive on the ball. You get a jump ball, you're going to get every every other one mm-hmm. or dive on it and pass it. But it. back in the day when you could remember, Dan, you could leave your feet. The kids, Call it came time be, out going out of It became real trendy because somebody saw it. You know, the kids started seeing it on ESPN. So we'd jump in the air, saving a ball and trying and yelling timeout to an official. Thank goodness you can't do it anymore. You have to have you, you have to be in bounds with possession and your feet on the floor to be able to call it. So I like that because then they again they can't have players burning burning the precious timeouts. All right, let's talk about how you uh, wrapped up the regular season wins over Houston and UConn. You held both of those teams to 47 points. You played good defense all year, but you finished uh, on an especially good note. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, guys did a. Did a tremendous job defensively uh, with the game plan in both of those games. Uh, I said this in one of the press conferences. You know, a, a, the word effort is way overrated. Uh, I think every, everybody gives effort. The, the key is execution. Now that's tough. You got to be tough enough to execute against a good player and execute your game plan against good teams. Uh, against a team that's trying to not let you execute your game plan, be it offense or defense. So. Uh, I think that when I talk about a game plan execution, uh, it's more complicated than anybody would know. Keith Williams was on his official visit last week, and uh, before he went to the airport to fly home, we had breakfast, and Darren Savino asked him, he said, what would you think? Because we had him watch our our pre-practice scouting stuff, uh, pre-game stuff at at 2 o'clock, and then be in the locker room for all the pregame video, uh, chalk talk, and everything. And he was blown away by the detail and the preparation. And I said, now, you know, we've been doing that for this game for three days as well. And uh, so it's a big part of it. Everybody does it at our level. I think, you know, the better you do it uh, and the more your guys believe in that stuff, obviously the the better job you're going to do carrying it out on the floor. And technology is so much different than in Chuck's era. And, I'm, you know, I'm being funny, but yeah. it, it just is. As far as the, the stats you have, uh, the, the technology of the, the software as far as editing film uh, is so much better now. 
so much better. So anyway, I mean, the guys just did an excellent job with that, Dan. They really did. You got to give the guys a credit. I think you know our guys have been waiting for March for a long time, and I could sense it in February. And I, it was like well, I got to get them through this and try to get them through this without a loss as best we could. But uh, you know, th- this group of guys that they've had their eye on March for a while. And that's a good thing. You know, some teams, you get their eye on spring break. <laughs> I mean, that's, and that's a fact now. You know when you play those teams and they got their eye on spring break. So these guys have had their eye on March, uh, and, I, and they stepped it up the minute we got to March. Both these games, you know, once it turned, uh, the calendar turned. So hopefully we can keep that rolling. Chuck's eating cake. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I think he's got a throat lozenge tonight. I did. I got one. Like a little bit of horse, huh? A little bit of horse. All right, yes. You'll be all right Friday night at 7. I'll be ready. Yeah, you're going to be ready? He's a gamer. Oh, I'll be ready, sir. So how about, uh, how about Gary Clark uh, yesterday? Great performance. Awesome. Took a shot to the face late in the game. Hopefully that's okay. But uh, the fact that he took 14 shots uh, represents a departure for him. Yeah, yeah. He had counseling today at 1. <laughs> he was having a nervous. Shooting too much. He had a guilty complex. <laughs> Over what? Shooting too much. Shooting too much. No, I'm just By his standards. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, four, 14 shots for him is like 30 for some other yeah. guys. I mean, you know, getting him to get, you know, my dad, you know, my dad at practice, he'll he'll call him over and he'll say, and, I, you know, I'm oblivious. I'm out there coaching. Mm-hmm. He'll say, you know, Gary, you just, you just went an hour and a half without taking a shot. You're telling me he's tougher to, than to try to get uh, Jacob a shot? Yeah, yeah, but he did. My, you know, my dad does the same thing to Jacob now. Yeah, you know, he said, you know, you took two shots today. We just practiced for two right. hours. <laughs> you, you know, this. So Terry, Terry Nelson calls them re- reluctant stars. So uh, I, I got. I'll say this. You know, with, with Gary, we talked about in the post game. They they put their seven footer on him, Brima, they, who uh, also elbowed him in, in the nose. Uh, I thought it was a flagrant, and I called the league office about it today. Uh, had them look at it, and I just left it in their hands. But uh, at the end of the day, Gary's mismatch against him at the top of the key, I thought mm-hmm. he could keep exploiting him. And to be honest with you, you know, Kyle wasn't himself. I mean, he, he, he got hurt. He- it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. He tweaked his ankle Thursday night in the Houston game. So we held him out uh, until Sunday. He didn't do anything until Sunday other than uh, put the uh, the yellow jersey on and get on the bike. So uh, he wasn't he, – he, he definitely was not himself and in rhythm, Kyle. Gary saw that. Right. He saw that, Dan. I'm telling you, he, Gary's – he's pretty keen with that stuff. He'd be quick to take a back seat if Kyle's rolling, but he saw that Kyle wasn't himself, and he really asserted himself. It was fun to watch. It was. You know, and I, I – I, I have to I have to prod him and say some things that uh, I go home and uh, you know I I pray to my mom to talk to the people upstairs for me uh, that I you know I'm only doing this for Gary's own good <laughs> I'm being hard on him for his own good I'm just trying to get him to be more aggressive uh, so it was fun to watch him finally do it 
to be, to be honest with you. 17 points, 14 rebounds, three steals, all in 25 minutes of playing time. Great game yesterday for Gary Clark. The Bearcats back in action Friday night in the American Conference Tournament. They will take on the winner of Thursday's 7-10 game between Tulsa and Tulane. Our pregame coverage on Friday night will start at 6.30. We're going to take a timeout. When we continue, the floor is yours. We will open up the show to questions from the audience. We are live at the original Montgomery Inn, home of the world's greatest ribs on News Radio 700 WLW. We are back at the original Montgomery Inn, home of the world's greatest ribs and the Mick Cronin Radio Show. I want to thank our engineer who sets everything up every week, Mike Mills. We call him Mike with the mic because in the second half hour of the show, he works the room with a wireless microphone as we take questions from the audience for Coach Cronin. We also want to thank Brad Steen back in the studio. And we want to acknowledge on the 25th anniversary of Cincinnati's 1992 trip to the Final Four, Terry Nelson there he is. is in the house. He's proud. He's got a new favorite player, Justin Jennifer. After taking charges. The art of the charge. The art of the charge. Yeah. Justin's getting good at it, he's but he's still pre- got a ways to go to get to the master. He's only a sophomore. That's he's taking true. a lot for a sophomore. <laughs> and All he's right. my only guy that will take one. So I... <laughs> All right. Uh, Dave has the first question of the night from the rail of loyalty. Congratulations. Hello, Coach, Dave. On a Thank great you. season. <clears throat> I have a two-part question. The first one is, Kane Broom is sitting out this year as a – as a transfer, does he count as a scholarship player on this year's team? Yes. Okay. Second part of the question is you had mentioned a week or two ago uh, that you have one scholarship unfulfilled for next year. Currently, yes. Currently. And I would suspect that you probably, since there's no apparent uh, need, unless it was a very special individual that you would consider a graduate transfer who only had one year left. Um, is that true, or would you consider that, or what are you looking for with that last scholarship? Uh, I, I don't think you ever uh, know the answer to that. I think in a perfect world, my mind would be more on replacing Gary, Kyle, and Quadri the following year. Um, so that being said, as far as next year, we live in a day-to-day world, so I always say you can lose you can lose players to injury, academics, or insanity. <laughs> uh, you know, is it, 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 it and it can happen to anybody. It's uh, you know, obviously, uh, this day and age, anything can happen. So, as a staff, you always have I, going back to where I was a guy relied upon to bring players for Coach Huggins. And then obviously my time at Louisville, you you have always got to have answers. So if something goes wrong and the head coach turns and says, "Hey, we just lost this guy, we didn't see it coming," you got to be able to pull out your file and say, "All right, here's the four available best best guys at that position." Mike, can you move that mic away? Uh, they, A little feedback. They uh, so I mean you have to always have that, always. You know, I my first year I learned that I was with Coach Huggins, and I signed a guy early, Corey Powell, uh, that ran on hard times at Independence Community College. And uh, when Coach Huggins said, "All right, what are we going to do?" We, you know, we, he can't come here anymore. And I immediately had a guy named Alvin Mitchell that came and played for us and had a great game when we beat Duke up in Alaska. 
So you you got to have it. Uh, so you just never know. But uh, I think the, the transfer market is so huge nowadays. There's five to seven hundred every year that it would it would uh, probably be smart to have at least one because Kyle's uh, one of our best players. Kane Broom's going to be a great player. Uh, so to go into the spring with one, because uh, you never know, and we could sit a guy out again next year. On the fifth-year topic, I would only do that if I thought it was absolutely necessary. That Like we just – we had nobody for whatever reason, guys went academics, insanity, or injury, uh, or guys going pro, and you're just empty at a position. I, I, and that happens to people. But uh, you're never going to see me bring in a fifth-year guy uh, to play over a guy that's been in our program for three years. I just – you know, I think the reason – you say our guys play hard, uh, and uh, we just believe in that, you know. And it may be loyal to a fault, but I think in the long run, you, you know, I tell kids in, in, in the, when I recruit them, that's not going to happen to you. If you do your part and you're a good guy and you do what you're supposed to do and you do everything we ask of you, uh, there are schools that will take a fifth-year guy, and, and you've been in their program a long time. And they'll just give him your minutes. That will not happen here. Now, obviously, if you're empty at that position and in dire need, it's a different story. All right. Is Brian up next? Yes, sir. Coach, congratulations on a great season. What's up, Brian? How's it going? How's that beard? How long did that take you? Uh, Is that just Started this morning. Not not quite (laughs) quite that. I already know you're really not going to totally want to answer the question. Um, cause <laughs> That's a good build-up. You're, you're, you're a little more worried about the winner of Tulane Tulsa. But I'm curious. I haven't even thought about that. Okay, so you're not even that far yet. All right. No, no, you got to see. you, you got to de-stress for a few days, man. You know, if you, for, I'm worried about the Bearcats for a few days. Uh, I, I won't start worrying about that, that game until Wednesday. I shouldn't even ask the question. That's then. all right. But go ahead. <laughs> Dive in. Seriously, that's for you know. They're, they're, I got guys on the staff to worry about that. Actually, I was going to get to that. Your dad's pretty good at that topic too. Oh yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> I'm looking at Hep in the back of the room. He's got every matchup oh, it's mapped out about three months before the conference tournament. Yeah, and then he's just asking where you're going for the NCAA tournament. He's very good on that topic as but, well. So what, what 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 was your question? I was going to ask. You can ask. You it. you don't know. Who you're going to play, obviously, you don't know even who totally is in yet. Are there teams that you know of that you think you might match up well? And once you get there, how exactly do you break up the, uh, uh, the oh, scouting? Oh, that's, that's a great question. For, so um, you're always, oh, you're worried about your question. It's, it's an I, I wasn't worried about excellent. it. I, just figured you, I figured you might not answer excellent it yet because you're not question. there yet. <laughs> uh, so as far as like, so uh, for Tulane and Tulsa. Obviously, who, who, whoever scouted them during the season would already be on that. So uh, they're preparing. Both, you know, both guys are making those preparations already. Uh, and it could be the same assistant coach. He had them both. Uh, and that'll be, that that stuff will all be ready to go from a video standpoint and the scouting. You know, what we actually give to our players. So when that game ends and we meet on uh, Wednesday night after that game ends. We will we'll have it both ready because that game could go to the buzzer. So you got to have both done and both ready. So then you go to the NCAA tournament. So somebody's going to have your first round game 
of your three assistants, and the other two will split the the probables for the second game. So so whatever it would be, you know. So if Larry had the first game, Darren and Antoine would take the two probables of who you might play in the second round. Uh, that's how we do it, uh, and I take a lot of pride in it. You know, we have coaches on our staff uh, first. You're a recruiter uh, second. You're a coach first. You know, we don't we don't have guys uh, on our staff that just their jobs just to go get players. Uh, all, all three of our guys are excellent coaches and capable of running their own program, and probably should be. Uh, and they do an unbelievable job with the scout. To a point, we have great cohesiveness. For people that don't know, we're second in the nation in staff uh, cohesiveness and continuity, been, and been together yeah. the longest uh, to Michigan State. How did that and it's come? so I tell you, it's so good that after the game, after we beat Houston, Darren Savino told the t- he, he told the team it was he thought that it was the best scouting report he had ever seen, and Antoine Jackson did the scouting report. Hmm. So, but those guys are all held. You know, we just have uh, great chemistry in a lot of ways. I think it's important, and, and all three of our assistants with helping each other uh, in all areas of a scout. They bounce. You know, it's not it, we're not a me staff at all. We just try to get to win. All right, we need to squeeze in a timeout. We'll get back to your questions in a moment. This is the Mick Cronin Radio Show on News Radio 700 WLW. We are back at the original Montgomery Inn, home of the world's greatest ribs. The show presented each week by the Healthcare Management Group, providing greater care for greater Cincinnati. All right, let's take another question for Coach Cronin. Hey, Coach, congratulations Thank on you. a great season. Appreciate it. Uh, I know we're really deep, and uh, I think we're the better team, but who do you think has the better starting five, us or SMU? Uh, I, well, obviously, I can't give you – you know, I'm going to be partial to my players. Uh but what I would tell you is I think SMU's top ten team in the country. I think they, that they're really, really good. Uh, I think Sterling Brown will play in the NBA. Uh, I'd be shocked if he didn't. Um, I think Shake Milton as a sophomore is as good as any sophomore guard in the country. I'm a huge fan of their big guy, Ben Moore. Defensively, not offensively, mind you. He reminds me of Kenyon Martin. I mean, he, 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 and I say that because not only is he 6'9", he blocks shots, uh, but he is such an intelligent defender. I mean, Kenyon had just tremendous aptitude when you talked about scouting reports and little things that you could, you would teach. He listened to everything. You can just see, I mean, the, ben, ben Moore is just, he, he's a, so in tune with the game. He never makes a, uh, a play out of character. He never makes uh, just a blatant dumb foul. Uh, he he really does a lot for them, and obviously Ojale is going to win Player of the Year. So they got a great team. They 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 really do. You know, I think our league gets knocked because we're so far and ahead us and them away from the rest of the pack. But uh, I think we're both top 15 teams in the country, and I think we have been all year. We not we just weren't ranked there, uh, and the league gets held against you, and the preseason rankings get held against you because people don't want to admit they're wrong. Uh, they, the voters, and they, they just, uh, you know, but they miss every year. It's, it, it, they shouldn't hold that against you, but I think that's probably what happens. Uh, but, you know, whenever anybody asks me the question, I'm always going to pick my guy over another guy. All right. It's Karen next. Karen, thank you for the, the cake, you're and welcome. fire away. You're, you're, you're welcome anytime. I just have 
I mean, I'd like to thank all the players for a wonderful season, and there's more to come. Also, thank you for Kevin for staying to play for his hometown, Troy, for coming here. And also, um, you can't miss Zach for a great Tobler time in the pride of northern Kentucky. Thank you, Karen. Up, Acknowledging the three seniors, uh, and it was great to see them go out in style as the Bearcats won their 26th consecutive home game last Thursday night over the Houston Cougars. The Bearcats back in action this Friday night in Hartford, Connecticut. That'll be a 7 o'clock game. A win would send the Bearcats to the semifinals of the American Conference Tournament, and they would play at 5 o'clock on Saturday. And then a win in that game would mean a berth in the championship game of the conference tournament. That is Sunday at 3.15 in the afternoon. We're going to take our final time out. We'll come back with a few more questions for the coach. This is the Mick Cronin Radio Show. We're live at the original Montgomery Inn, home of the world's greatest ribs, on News Radio 700 WLW. We're back at the original Montgomery Inn, home of the world's greatest ribs on the Cronin Radio Show, brought to you by the Healthcare Management Group. Cincinnati getting set to head to Hartford, Connecticut, for the American Conference Tournament. Again, game one for Cincinnati, Friday night, 7 o'clock, against either Tulsa or Tulane. You won yesterday to wrap up the regular season against UConn, but other leagues are playing their conference tournaments right now. And yesterday, the Winthrop Eagles advanced yeah, to the NCAA tournament. That's great. Great news for your friend, Pat Kelsey. Uh, pride of Elder High School on the west side. We'll leave out where he went to college. but uh, <laughs> Yeah, great for Pat and his entire family. He's got more nieces and nephews than any human. Is that right? Oh, my goodness. Mike Kelsey, who used to be my dad's assistant coach at Roger Bacon in 73, uh, his past father. A lot of proud people at that game. And then the Norse are just the, the, the Northern Kentucky Norse just got a win tonight. Yeah, so they moved to the championship game of the Horizon Tournament and a chance to make it to the NCAA Tournament this quickly, which would be amazing for NKU. Well, I don't, is this their first year they're eligible? I believe so. How about yeah. that? That would be unreal. John Brand is a really good coach. And, of course, he's got a lot of help because he's got my ex-player, and uh, Chris Shoemate, who was also on our staff for six years, did a great job for me with him. So that I'll be I'll be down on my my belly rooting for the Norse tomorrow night. They came a long way. Oh man, a short period of time. They're also yes. overcoming Steve Mahler as their play-by-play guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually heard I I turned it on last night. Okay. And I heard Mo for the first time. Uh, does a pretty good job, Chuck. Does oh, a pretty okay. good job, Mo. You know he's never at a loss for words. I was going to say. Never. That is not an issue for Mo. No, it is not. Yeah. You know, so we just uh, – we're. I, I will say this. You know, people think about – you hear it all this time. Well, how much does a conference tournament matter? I can tell you that I heard our guys talking, Troy in particular, about, you know, they, they'd like to climb a ladder and cut down some nets. Uh, for me, it's. I think it's just you got to continue to try to improve. I've said this all year about this team because – of Jaron's addition, Justin being a factor. We get so many Nas and Trey and obviously Kyle, Jacob in a more of a starring role. Uh, this team was sh- should get better all year. I still think that our best offense is out there. Hmm. We've been trying to develop a rhythm of sharing the ball all year. I think when you play that way, uh, it takes longer to get good on offense versus teams that are very rigid with their set plays. What do you like the best about it? What do you like the least about it? You got to let go. You yeah, know. Well, you do. You got to let go. You know, Mike Bray and I have a lot of talks about this. Right. You know, he tells me he's proud of me. They're, he goes, they're firing away and you're just letting it happen. <laughs> he goes, you got to let them fire away. So my new thing is just shoot it, we'll go rebound it. I say, right. said it like four times. You know, Quadri was wide open. He's hesitating. Troy, you, you know, I think Jacob hesitated early. 
if you're behind the line and you're open, you got to be prepared. Just shoot it. You know, we, we, we want you to shoot the ball. Right. You know, if you're open and you're, you know, your feet are ready. Uh, and uh, I, I think we're, we're still embracing that and then how to play with a lead and to go into our mode of, okay, let's get a layup or a foul when, when we have the lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an area where you can get better. I think, the, and that's going to be really important when you get to the bonus in the last ten minutes, and you're say you're up six. You come mm-hmm. down, your guys know, all right, they're got to chase us a little bit. They're losing. Let's use it against them and make sure we're getting layups or free throws. Chuck, you are going to have to ask your question of Coach Cronin off the air because okay, we are out. out of time. We that's want to thank enough. everybody who came out tonight. Thanks again to Mike Mills and to Brad Steen back in the studio. And we hope you'll tune in three times this weekend. Fingers crossed. Cincinnati. Up first on Friday night at 7 o'clock against either Tulsa or Tulane. Thanks again to uh, everybody here at the Original Montgomery Inn. Thanks to all of you who listened on the big one. Stay tuned. The news is next on News Radio 700 WLW. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.